Hello everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 11th of July 2022. It's Gary here again and I hope you're having a very enjoyable start to your week. I'm sure it wasn't helped by the bizarreness of events surrounding Saturday's abandoned game in Portugal and you'll likely have seen by now, I imagine, that the club had made a statement on the website and via their social media channels, I believe, as well, saying tonight's match in Portugal was abandoned at half-time due to a stadium floodlight issue. Neither Rangers or Sunderland were responsible for the stadium operations and floodlight failure. However, Rangers appreciate the support of our loyal fans and the support they give the team everywhere we go, which means everything to us. Rangers will refund the ticket cost to all Rangers ticket holders and their supporters that purchased a match on Rangers TV. Thank you for your continued support. Supporters can email contact at rangers.co.uk to apply for their refunds. I can't remember the last time we were involved in a match that was abandoned. And even then, like it's normally weather related and this might have been maybe they maybe they melted because it was too warm <laughs> in Portugal or something like that but it's normally some sort of inclement weather related challenges that force uh, a call off so mechanical failure just seems so bizarre I, I have no idea and um, what level the the stadium was at in, in terms of quality or anything like that and I'm also not 100% sure why the club are asking the fans to apply for the refunds I don't know why they wouldn't have just refunded the credit cards that were used to, to purchase either the actual ticket for the game or the, the, the Rangers TV subscription. But maybe I'm just kind of smoking crack on that one. I'm not saying they're doing anything dodgy or anything. It just seems a wee bit more clunky than it would, it would have to be. Anyway, if you happen to be in that boat, you now know what to do. Contact at rangers.co.uk and apply for your refund. I would imagine if you put in your confirmation number in there or something like that, that you'll get that sorted as well. And I did want to acknowledge the, the somewhat lateness of the pod going out last week. I, I did the wee educational segment at the beginning discussing both Canada Day and American Independence Day, but didn't think far enough ahead to appreciate that uh, our main man, uh, Mr. Chris down there in Seattle, who does all of the, the packaging and uploading to the various podcast platforms would actually be busy celebrating said Independence Day with his friends and family. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. So we got it out Tuesday afternoon and uh, I guess the good news on that was that there was nothing on there that was um, very time-sensitive or or anything like that. So kind of no harm done, I hope, and I hope it didn't disrupt your listening routine for last week. On the game segment... I'm going to try this again and, and state that it is finally a week where Rangers Football Club's first team will be playing the second of our four friendlies of this month to get us in tip-top shape for the season opener, which is in now less than three weeks. So just a bit of a recap, we have the Blackpool versus Rangers game at Bloomfield Road uh, this Saturday, 10am Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 3pm UK. And then that's followed by Rangers at home to West Ham on Tuesday, the 19th of July. And that's a 2.45 Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 7.45 UK. And then the final one is on Saturday, the 23rd of July, a week before the season opener at home to Spurs. And that's a 10am Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 3pm UK. 
So he's hoping that the fine folks of Blackpool have their logistics completely locked in for this Saturday's <laughs> friendly at Bloomfield Road so that we can all get to enjoy that one with no interruptions. For for RTV for this week, Alan did get all the, the new codes out to all of our active clubs and as far as I know, everyone was sorted. What you might have noticed, I know some did for sure, was that the vouchers that we that we passed out and that were redeemed expire on the 1st of August. Basically, what RTV have said to us was that they would spot us the friendlies while we work out a payment amount and payment schedule and structure for this coming season. So I guess with our tardiness in paying for last season, there's a wee bit of damage that's been done in terms of the earned flexibility that we have enjoyed in previous years gone past. So what that means is we have a couple of ways that this will go. One, RTV will be either we will be able to extend each of the vouchers already distributed for the entire season, or two, we'll have to issue new vouchers in the week of the of the lead up to the to the Livingston game, which would be after the Spurs game, like the week commencing the twenty fifth. And then we'll see how it goes. So we'll figure figure that out, and hopefully, I don't I don't anticipate we'll be talking about it this week, but um, I imagine it'll be next week. So I'll let everyone know uh, where we land on that, just so that we can get prepared in advance. And of course, on Saturday there were feed challenges experienced during the first half of the game as well, but. Um, I believe that was all over. It wasn't just specific for RTV subscribers and, and it did orig- originate from the stadium feed itself. So I think it's pretty much in the what could go wrong, did go wrong category, isn't it? Um, I didn't get to experience any of this firsthand as I was attending a wedding. So just got to follow the unfolding of the events on an NARSA WhatsApp group chat. Hopefully that's all the bad stuff out of the way for pre-season and we're in good shape from this point going forward. For shout-outs, firstly, I'd like to wish my love, Erin. It's very safe travels and a wonderful holiday with her parents and her kids in Ontario. Erin left this morning. Actually, I guess it was this afternoon, technically this afternoon, and is going to be there for three and a half weeks, which means that I'm here in Calgary on my own for three and a half weeks during the Calgary Stampede, certainly for the first part of that. Anyway, I'm sure absolutely nothing can go wrong with that and everything will be just nice and quiet ish kinda sorta i've all these grand plans of being good and normal and a a well-behaved adult and then i'll get that text saying beer tonight and then i'll go all week and i'll relent and then it's a runaway the good thing about the next wee while though is that i do have a lot of studying to do for a qualification i've been working on since november last year so my plan is to immerse myself in that and use my time for actual good until that text comes in. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But this isn't about me. It's about Erin. And have a wonderful uh, time out there, my love. And I'll see you very soon. I did see some news on Facebook uh, last week that one of the one of the young fellas from the Govan Prodi Boys flute band members, a fellow by the name of Jordan Elric, uh, tragically passed away. Uh, he was uh, he was a young fellow, as I mentioned. And, uh, and that makes it all the more terrible, doesn't it, for, for his family and friends. I have since passed on Narcissus condolences to, to Ian Marshall from the band and let him know that we're here for, for whatever they need. I mean, as you know, the Govan Prodi boys are, are the heartbeat of our, of our of many of our convention experiences and for tragedy like this to hit them really, just really strikes home with me. So sincere condolences to 
his family and friends at this at this just awful, awful time. And finally, on the shout-outs for this week, I did get a wedding update from NARSA Communication Director Fraser Muir on his son Graham's wedding this past weekend. And I'm just going to read it out here. He said, Hiya Gary, lovely, all outdoors, and yes, the tears did flow as Graham lost his cool when Brianne entered. What a party the kids put on. I'm still sore. <laughs> what sort of party was that? You were all friends and close family only. I'm attaching a couple of interesting photographs, which he did. Uh, a while back, I asked the lad if he would consider wearing a kilt for the ceremony. Sorry, Dad, everything's already been planned. Ah, well, I thought, I'll bring him along my ranger's scarf anyway, and he can have a photo taken with that in his suit. A wonderful keepsake nonetheless. My son-in-law, Chris, and daughter were the MCs. After the ceremony, Graham told Chris we'll be back in about 15 minutes for the reception. And then, to the tune of 500 miles, the lads all came in dancing in their kilts. Yes! Brilliant stuff. So that sounds like it all went swimmingly and to plan. And and uh, and Graham and Brianne have had a great start to married life. I too, as I mentioned earlier, was at a wedding. And that was uh, for Scott and Shane Salmon here in, over in, in Cochrane, just next to Calgary. And, uh, and it was a brilliant day, followed by a brilliant night that's a wee bit blurry at the end, which is always a great sign of a good night. So congratulations to to Graham and Brianne and congratulations to also to Scott and Shane who I've got absolutely no chance whatsoever ever of listening to this but I'll just say it anyway while we're on the topic of weddings. For NASA 2023 convention update I can confirm that it is 339 days until Toronto Midtown hosts the biggest Rangers bash of the year. And in a week's format, that's just over 48 weeks to go. And as I said just last week, before we know it, it's going to be in the 30s, it's going to be in the 20s, the 10s, the single figures. That's true. And again, similar to last week, there's not too, too much to report in terms of practical event planning. But we do now have a meeting scheduled with the lads from Toronto Midtown Rangers Supporters Club on the 19th. That's a week from Tuesday a week tomorrow and we'll get going on in earnest on that. They did put a good package together in terms of what they're doing so there's been a lot of planning that's been done up to um, up to date so we're not starting from ground zero or anything. I don't want anyone to worry about that. And I did have a chat last week with Rosie Ratta from our official travel partner, the Holiday Flight Centre, to discuss in a wee bit more depth and detail the packaging status. And, and she's now in the process of actually putting the packages together that will include your flights, accommodation at the official NASA hotel and your three-night event packages as well. And one thing she, she did say was that they do have a lot of flexibility in terms of being able to satisfy your travel needs. I think there's going to be some standard packages put together. For example, don't quote me on this, but like, you know, five-day packages, seven-day packages, nine-day packages, something like that. But Rosie did ask that I let you know that, that you're more than welcome to reach out to them directly and to let them know your specific needs. And, and that will help in a couple of ways. Most importantly, it will give them an idea of what our guests are actually thinking about further travel requirements which may end up then influencing what the what packages are going to be available. So so yeah, a little bit of flexibility there. I'll put the telephone number in the blurb for tonight's pod, if I remember, I hope I do, and you can reach out if you're still in the planning process yourself. And we are still targeting the packages to be available around about the August-ish time frame, and I definitely will keep everyone updated on that as we move closer towards that date. On the communication front, 
for this past week. Uh, firstly, I'm actually not long done with a post-NARSA 2022 podcast recording with our good friends David Edgar, Cami Bell and Martin Ramsey from the Heart and Hand, the Rangers Podcast Network, where we just went through the NARSA, uh, parts of the NARSA 2022 journey and our, our collective and individual experiences. As you'll remember, David Edgar was our MC and, and Martin Ramsey was our kind of co-MC and, and main backup and support. And I tell you what, it was it was a laugh. It always is a laugh getting to shoot the breeze with these guys. And, and my understanding is that it will be published for free on their network this coming Wednesday at 2pm Eastern Standard Time, 7pm UK time. So once it's out there, we'll, we'll make sure to forward it to everyone so that we can get the maximum reach possible for, for this. I just love working with these guys and, and, and both David and Martin were instrumental to the smoothness of the events that we hosted in Vegas, including the live show that we did on the Sunday afternoon. That was such a such a great day that day. On the Rangers shirt, or the Rangers tops front, I am very happy to let you know that they are arriving today. I was actually hoping to be able to say I'm very happy to let you know that I'm sitting here sporting my swanky new Rangers 2022-23 home shirt. But alas, it didn't work out like that. Uh, but it is supposedly arriving. So uh, before we get to the end of the pod, you might hear the doorbell ringing. And that will be the shirts arriving from DHL. Two weeks in a day from the ordering date. And I will be in possession of the goods. When it gets to this late stage in DHL takeover, it's, it's, it's pretty much guaranteed they're going to arrive when they're supposed to arrive. So I was hoping to give you some early or preliminary observations of the, the shirt here, but I don't have it yet. So I'll need to wait and do that for you for next week. Another quick reminder of our NASA Partners 5 Stars and the signing session with Barry Ferguson and Craig Moore tomorrow, the 12th of July. And you can purchase memorabilia directly from them or you can drop off your own stuff and have them signed as well. And I'll keep the link in for this one last week, just on the off chance that um, you, you've heard this late and you're, you're looking to, to maybe go get some stuff signed and get some stuff in your collection. I wanted to do a wee bit of a new segment on the pod. And this is this won't be in perpetuity, it will be a bit, a bit temporary. But it started when I was doing my speech on the Saturday night in, in Las Vegas and I was I was thanking the NASA executive for their their, their tireless efforts and, and everything NASA related, not just the, the convention and also mentioned their own support networks who help give them the time, space, encouragement, a friendly ear and basically whatever else it is they need to be able to support the NASA community in the way that they do. And at the time it was a general acknowledgement of the entire network of people, passive and active in the, in the NASA world who really do contribute to, to, to our ongoing success. So I got to thinking that it would be good to actually give these people some proper acknowledgement and genuine thanks. So this week I'm going to start with Sandra Hawthorne, who is our NASA secretary. And Sandra and I have worked together for the entire time I've been on the, the NASA executive committee. That's 10 years. And she really is a brilliant lassie and a brilliant resource for us. A juggling club and NASA duties isn't easy. I know that for a fact myself. And even just from a time management perspective, and, and Sandra has managed uh, to keep the plate spinning expertly well on both fronts over the years, not quite as active in, in our home club now, but certainly was in the earlier days. So 
the question posed to the NASA executive was basically along the lines of like, who 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 are your main support network and what do they do for you in, in support of your NASA work? And Sandra told me, I would have to say my mum, Sandra, and brother John, as well as my colleagues and boss at work. They all support with understanding why I need to juggle my schedule for family and work in order to work on something or to do something to assist NARSA on the lead up to the conventions. They all know my passion for Rangers and they do actually get involved when I need assistance. And I do have colleagues that uh, actually do show an interest when Rangers make the news on this side of the Atlantic. And then in, in typical Sandra style, um, she kind of apologised <laughs> and says, I don't know if this is what you were looking for. Um, if it's not, you can bin it like that, that sort of thing. But um, of course, no, this is this is exactly what we are, are looking for. Um, so this is a fantastic network, obviously, that Sandra has in place, uh, spearheaded by Sandra Senior. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, Sandra Senior, but I'll say it anyway, since it's me recording and Sandra Senior probably will never listen to it anyway and to Sandra's brother John and it's it's all always very very handy having work colleagues on site too for those times that we just need a wee bit more understanding and forgiveness and patience when things get stupidly busy for us so to Sandra's mum Sandra and her brother John I just wanted to extend a huge thank you from me and the entire NASA community for supporting Sandra and her passions and giving her the platform to be such a success in her role as our secretary. You folks are just simply the best. So that's what we'll do every week for the next wee while. Just as a wee opportunity, as I say, to give everyone a wee bit of a sneak peek into who's behind the folks that make this whole machine work. We have eight executive members, so maybe maybe one a week, that depends how long they are, maybe um, just to ease us into to the new season. Uh, if, if they're kind of shorter, maybe I'll, I'll try and do a couple, but it was great to get an opportunity to start with Sandra and her network. I wanted to finish the the comms uh, section this week with a, with a wee overview on some of the philanthropic work that we do here at, at NARSA. And we, we had a a really good start of a, of a conversation at the AGM in Las Vegas, which basically was themed around the question of what's the future of NARSA? What's the point of NARSA in, in today's age, uh, day and age? And at the time, I offered up some potential avenues that we could explore, and, and we agreed that we would continue that conversation with the entire membership sometime after the season starts. I kind of have September in my mind for that, but I don't know that we ever really confirmed anything. And another thing I mentioned at that point was the support that we are able to provide to various charitable organisations. I'm just going to mute my laptop since I guess I didn't do that before. Whoops, a daisy. And 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 Vegas actually, you know, for 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 the Rangers related causes that we get to support on behalf of of the NASA membership. Um, Vegas was a perfect example of that because we did manage to raise monies for the the Rangers Charity Foundation and the former players. Benevolence Club as well and, and, and having representation there for the youth development company too and we, we've got an opportunity I mean these are these are died in the wool um, Rangers organisations and, and the opportunity to help them out um, through the, the various raffles and auctions that took place is, is a personal passion of mine and to be able to create some sort of sustainable revenue stream for NASA so that we can formally budget for benevolent support of different organisations and initiatives that are out there. So 
who knows if if this really kicks in and and kicks kicks on for us, we might have to create a specific NARSA benevolence director position to to manage the budget and create connections with the various organisations that are out there. I would absolutely love that and truly hope that this is something that we continue to explore and evolve as we as we move forward. I had mentioned after my recent Scotland trip that I was given. Uh, a tour. I was I had the honour of being given a tour of the Rangers tra- training centre at Auchinhoe, and while while the whole thing was just absolutely amazing, just from a general fan perspective, one thing that really struck me was um, that when we were walking over to the kind of new stand that was built or recently just modified to get more seats in, there was a there was a plaque or a sign outside, or maybe it was on the door. I can't remember exactly where it was, um, saying that it was primarily funded from the Rangers fans fighting fund. And I told the fella that was doing the tour, a fella by the name of Craig Robertson, that that NASA had contributed eighty thousand dollars, American dollars. I'm sure it was eighty, maybe 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 ninety, and um, but certainly in that ballpark to the fund at the time. And he was genuinely surprised that we were such significant contributors to the to the overall fund. So you can see that our philanthropic support goes back a number of years. And my dream, as I said, is is that we formalise that a wee bit more. And provide more communication and accountability to our members and friends of, on the great work that we support in the interests of rangers and and humankind quite quite frankly so more to follow on that as time goes on but know that this is where my head is at right now as we move forward with the association modernization efforts that we have in place and it's something as i say we obviously need we need a revenue stream to be able to support that, that the conventions will only provide uh, so much profit as we as we go forward. So it's certainly something that's that's kind of top of mind and, and you know, some through some marketing and sponsorship or, or whatever else we can we can manage to do. We'll see what we can do. It would just be such a cool thing to be in a great position to do that for the community and, and you know, and really, really be trusted to, to give back to, um, to, to those that are less fortunate than ourselves or to, to former players who have fallen on some harder times and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, more to follow on that and we'd be, we'd be more than happy to speak to anyone about that um, if you have any particular interest in, in how we would go about that and, as I say, formalise it just a wee bit more. For next week, it's next week, actually, to the day, it's the two-month anniversary of Seville. 2022 in the Europa League final. So what I thought maybe for next week, because um, we're kind of scratching for uh, for content, is we'd maybe do uh, a wee section on the, the pod about the things that have kind of popped into my head since uh, since the, the the event itself, you know, both in the, the lead up to the game and, and the game after um, or, or afterwards, sort of like a wee walk down memory lane of things that, that, that just kind of happened to make the event the event that it was so some kind of walk down memory lane if you will so we'll see how it goes and, and when i'm prepping if it turns out that the content is actually just crap and, and stuff that i've already gone through before then i might not bother we'll see but i thought something like that would be good couple that with the you know the networking and the folks that are in the background as well that kind of gets us going as on the final couple of weeks that we that we don't have actual literal games competitive games to be talking about so we'll see as i say something maybe kind of cool just to reminisce on okay dokie that will do it for this week my friends as always thank you so much for taking the time to listen please do share it with um, whomever you think might be interested in it and might enjoy it and until next week please do take care of yourself and all the very best cheerio